Welcome to a brand new episode of Release Your Roar. Raw conversations with inspiring guests that dug deep to become a success. Use this episode wisely. Let it activate you and release your roar. Here's your host, author, speaker, executive coach, and founder of Becoming a Lioness and the Ari Source, Crystal de Leon Sarmiento. Hey, everybody, I'm so excited to introduce to you the one, the only founder, speaker, philanthropist, two-time MLS champion, entrepreneur, and if that wasn't enough, model. (laughs) I'm so excited to have today with you, Michael Chavala. Welcome, sir. Thank you, gracias, and uh, I mean, self-proclaimed model, but I'll take credit for all the other uh, <laughs> all the other things that you put on that list, but uh, it's, it's a pleasure to, to connect. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, you know, I, I respect people like you who are entrepreneurs and have like 15,000 things on their agenda and can make time while they're driving because the way I see you, because I follow you. And I know that you probably don't even have time to go to the restroom. You're so busy. (laughs) And the fact that you... Yeah, I've had some close calls. Yeah, (laughs) I bet you have. You know, driving, um, you're always in the car, right? Because you travel quite a bit. Uh, Right now, because we're expanding our business into Dallas, San Antonio. Uh, We've been in Austin, but it's um, just one of those things where I'm just going and touching you know, each community and just making sure that we're doing the right things and getting, uh, getting our business rolling. That's amazing. And so I feel like, you know, it's just kind of a natural, it's a natural question to ask, um, your passion. I mean, everybody who knows Mike Chavala knows that you eat, breathe, everything you do is centered around kicking it on and off the field. And so to me, when I see the passion that you have for what you're doing, you make it look effortless. You make it look like it's just something that just comes so natural to you. And, um, and knowing a little bit about your story myself, which I feel like is super intriguing with, you know, your degree in economics and playing on and off the field. Okay, we lost him there, and I'm going to wait for him to join back. All right, there he is. You're back. Okay. We're back. No We're worries. Back. That's better. <laughs> okay. But um, anyways, you're saying super intriguing? Yeah, I was saying that it's super intriguing to me to see how effortless you make it all seem. But those that know you behind the scene know that you're like so busy. And so I feel like it's it's one thing to start a business, but it's also another to really be in love with what you do, because I'm a big believer that it's super easy to fail at what you don't love. And so I know that you are pouring everything you have into this. Um, tell me a little bit, if you will, about what motivates you when you wake up in the morning. I have the worst quality connection with you. 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you tell me a little? I heard most of it, but it was, getting, it was getting really bad. Okay, okay. So yeah, what was I, I, heard, I heard most of it, but. What motivates you when you wake up? What is what gets you going? Is it coffee or is it your love for kicking it on and off the field? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, um, what motivates me? It's a tough question, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, money, fame. I mean, those things are obviously, like, in the back of my mind. But I think, to be honest with you, the biggest thing that motivates me is just the fear of failure. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to take my brand around the world and I'm going to connect it and I'm going to... Um, you know, change the game. So I think because I, I mean, I overpromise and underdeliver. I'm I'm terrible. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But mm-hmm. there's like a few things that I want to hold my hat on, and that comes with like my career mm-hmm. and um, and with my business. And I'll be honest, like I don't really have any other other options, right? Like as an entrepreneur, is very similar to becoming a professional athlete. There's no like you you become a half professional athlete or. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you could play semi-pro or you could play in, you know, other leagues that are four levels below, I guess it's still technically a pro, but like if you want to be the best and you want to play professionally, like it's either you're going to make it or you're not. True. So as an entrepreneur, there's just, it's just, it's binary. It's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. Got I mean, somebody could say, oh, well, you've been in business for five years, but I mean, when I, when I get up in the morning, I just, I mean... I'll say, like, as of lately, I've been, as of late, just because I'm 36 now, I'm not 25. I mean, Wait, trying what? to take care of my health. You mean you're not 25? I know. But I'm trying to focus on being smarter with my time, and, and I'm just, and I'm growing. I mean, you know, I, you can read books, you can you know, ask a lot of questions to other entrepreneurs, but I feel like at the end of the day, you got to go through it yourself. And you got you have questions, and it's almost like you're looking for somebody just to give you those answers. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You got to do it yourself. But anyways, your question: What motivates me? Fear, fear of failure, not succeeding. I think that's the biggest. Uh, I think that's the biggest driving motivational factor. And to be honest, I wake up and I'm doing what I want to do. Like I mean, I'm I'm obsessive about sphere mm. because. I just, I believe that I, I have a bigger calling on this earth. I still don't understand it, but I just believe that I'm, I'm put me here for a really big reason. And as I continue to keep growing and as we continue to keep building this company, I don't even see yet, but it's starting to just unfold. It is. And uh, each day, you know, I'm, I'm motivated by the success or the progress that we're making. Mm. And I feel it's my responsibility to continue to keep driving it forward with the integrity and authenticity of what I truly wanted the concept to, uh, to accomplish, which was to create a locker room or a place where people could actually connect. And, um, I feel like that's, that's why it's, you know, super important for me to continue to keep driving and pressing every single morning. Like I'm starting from scratch. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you say that you feel like this is part of your calling. You know, so many people wake up in the morning and you have two choices, right? We either wake up and hit the ground running because we're in survival mode, which I can relate to because for 20 years, it's like I had no choice. I had to get up. I had to get it 
going, you know, I, it wasn't until recently that I realized myself that for years, people would ask me, man, you're so driven and motivated. And I'm like, actually looking back, it was survival mode. Like I had no choice. I had to make it happen. And so when we can really be honest and vulnerable about those, you know, positions in our life, you know, sometimes we look at others who are super successful and we're like, God, they got it together. They wake up, they hit the ground running. They make it look flawless. But sometimes, like you said, is just having survival mode is really what gets it gets it done. And fear of failure, like what's like, what does failure look like to you? You know, and sometimes those questions are so hard to ask, but they're the pillar of formulating a plan moving forward and really targeting that big goal, you know, and without facing and really dissecting what that fear looks like, what failure really looks like, then sometimes we inhibit ourselves from really being successful. So I believe that fear and success go hand in hand. And just hearing you kind of mention that, I feel like that, that, you know, is true and, and, and it's motivating you fear, right? Cause you don't want to fail. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, success and failure live next door to each other. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's that close, right? Like they're neighbors and yeah. it's just, you, you, I mean, yeah, you can pick one or the other, but, um, I mean, but you know, you're one decision away from, from affecting everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard that, but I've heard that before, but no, I do. I do agree with you. So I want to ask you something. I'm going to transition a little bit and, Usually when I'm having conversations, I like to just, you know, have a normal conversation and let it lead wherever it goes. Um, one of the things when you and I met a few years back and I came to one of your power workouts that you know, I'm, I'm like a part-time CrossFitter and you kicked my hiney. Like I was like, Oh yeah. Was, <laughs> that, was that the Four Seasons? Yeah. The Four Seasons. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. so hard, but it was fun because, you know, who doesn't love a good challenge, especially when you like to work out. But I remember we had a chit chat downstairs and um, it's when I had launched um, my wood watch company and we're talking right. about because, you know, you're a model and an ex two time MLS champion. And, you know, I wanted to be able to collab and um, and you and I had a short conversation in there and um, and it was so so inspiring to me that you speak perfect Spanish, but yet you're not even Latino. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. Uh, 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 I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm from Fresno, which, you know, Central Valley, California. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Hispanics, you know, Latin American um, influence. So it was, I mean, it was something I just started, I was a part of and grew up, um, you know, in a culture that I was constantly surrounded by you know, Spanish-speaking teammates, family, friends, and, you know, playing professionally, like most of my teammates, or at least half our locker rooms, really, were, um, were Latin. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been around, I've been around it. Uh, I didn't really start actually practicing Spanish until I moved to Houston in 2006. Seriously? And yeah, I just went on a, I went on this dating spree of Latin America. <laughs> just joking, but I, I, uh, you did say I was, that. I did say that. No, but I, I just, I had a couple of girlfriends that their parents wouldn't 
One specifically, like their parents said, we don't speak English in our house, so you're going to have to learn Spanish. Another one gave me Rosetta Stone before I flew to Mexico to meet her family. And uh, it was like, you know, you're going to need to like, like have this down. So wow. it was, that, that, those are like the, the big, the big, like. Motivating factors. Assist. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. You and speak always, it so I, well. I was always in love with it. Thanks. I, um. I went to Miami once with my sister a long, long, long time ago. Um, I wasn't even 21 yet, but I was sitting next to this couple and they were speaking Spanish. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be able to speak Spanish. You know, and I just like, I really wanted that. I love that. I I love that. It just was sexy. And anyways, I'm still learning, but. um, I love it. So what would you, so what would you, what advice would you give somebody that wants to speak Spanish? Because I get it all the time. Obviously, I'm Mexican American and people look at me like I have 10 heads when they, when they see that I speak such good Spanish and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Mexican. My dad, I was raised Spanish was my first language. But the question I ask is, or I get is I want to be able to speak Spanish. I'm like, well, right. You know, everybody has their way. So what advice would you give them? Just, I mean, I mean, (laughs) go work in a, in a kitchen, you know, where there's, (laughs) you know, at a, at a Mexican restaurant or, uh, go live, you know, in a, in South America, right? Yep. Like, go, go live somewhere. Like, go, immerse go, yourself. Literally, like, um, immerse yourself. Yeah. yeah, you have to, right? And then, and, I mean, or just date someone that speaks, speaks a language, right? Yeah. And just say, hey, don't speak to me in any other, uh, other way. I mean, I just only, I'm going to speak Spanish with you. Like, that's yeah. it. And you just figure it out. But I think there's, I mean, there's, I mean, Duolingo is a great app, but it's just like anything, right? I mean, you can, you can learn, like, how long how long do you want to take? Like, do you want to do it? Like, let's go get it done. Like, yeah. you can be speaking, I mean, I would say broken, but relatively well in a month or it could be 10 years. Interesting. Just kind of piece by piece, and you really never get it. Yeah. Especially as an adult, it's a lot harder to acquire new skills or learn new things because our brains are so programmed yeah right and they're developed like as a child so much all right we lost him and i'm sure he'll jump back in here in a few minutes or seconds the beauty of this is um i get to interview him while he's traveling there you are I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. Oh, you're so fine. No worries. No, no, this is good. I would have loved to have you in the studio. It's super awesome, but you're such a busy man, and so I'll take what I can get. And if this is what we get, then yeah. this is what we get. And so I'm proud. All of that. right, let's go. Let's keep <laughs> the ball rolling. What else we got? So basically, I hear you saying that Spanish was important to you because you were immersed in it. And so, tell me a little yep. bit about that. So, what nationality are you? Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Texan. No, I'm joking. Ah, I'm a, you say you I'm got a, here as fast yeah. as you can. <laughs> uh, no, I, I uh, I mean, I have, um, you know, I'd say a, a good portion of Czechoslovakian, like nice. Eastern European, um, Polish, German, uh, a little English. I would need to do one of those tests. You haven't done did. one yet? No, I haven't oh done gosh. it. I need to do I, it. I, so I did one. And and what's okay. interesting is that my dad, uh, who's Mexican, and my mom is American, 
Um, she always said we were German, and my dad was super proud that we had Aztec blood. He's like, somos Aztecas, you know, we're this and that. And it was so interesting to find that I'm like literally every, I'm a combination of every nationality that has brutalized and murdered every other nationality. Basically, wow. I have it all. Yes. So I've got Native American, about 22%, um, 22% um, English, and then there's a lot of Spanish and Portuguese. I mean, there's like 15 different countries on my DNA, but it's pretty neat because it breaks it down. Yeah, I'm still mostly you know, Native American from Mexico, and it actually circles the town where my dad's from, which is pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then my mom's cool. ancestors, they came and settled in Tennessee in like this small town, and it actually circled Tennessee, which was super bizarre. But I'd encourage anybody that has like those questions about like, what are we? Do it, why not, you know? But yeah, I think that's pretty neat. So moving I'll on, let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep it rolling. I Come like on. that. Everything you do and say is always so soccer focused, and I love it. So very, very on brand. <laughs> you're living your brand. That's the thing is, you are the brand. That's that's what's amazing to me. So tell me about um, entrepreneurship. Well, no, no, no. Before we talk about that, what I want to talk about a little bit more because I'm interested to know is your time as an MLS player. You know, I, you know, yeah. my family. Um, we come from a lineage of soccer players. You know my brother, Shawn Michael, you know, which is how I yeah. met you. Um, my brother, Chris, had an opportunity to play with the Rayados back when, you know, he was younger. Um, you know, I, le I didn't play soccer myself, but my dad, everybody around me basically lived the lifestyle that you live. And so I have a high regard for it. The Dynamo, the year that they started here, we were season ticket holders um, and were like hardcore fans. And it's funny because on my Facebook memories, I think I sent it to you, um, a, a Facebook memory came up and my daughters like 10 years ago had a picture oh, with yeah, you. you I was like, oh my That's God, so there's cute. Mike. It was so cute. Yeah. So yeah. Your so are cute. Thank you. Yeah. One's getting married next weekend. So I'm not. Wow. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. You're getting married already? Yes, she that's just got wise. proposed to two weeks ago. Who does that? How old is she? 21. Wow, 21 getting married? I don't know about that. I don't know about it either. I was there, and trust me, it's harder than it looks. I mean, and everybody around me told me, don't do it, don't get married so young. And look, I'm still yeah. here. I'm a lioness, but it wasn't easy getting to where I'm at. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, but the picture I have is so adorable. Anyway, let's get back to that. So, you know, that's one of the things that um, would you say that's part of your identity because you spent so many years in the MLS? And I mean, really reading your story was kind of phenomenal because you had a scout from Austria scout you when you were eight years old. I mean, like, what were you doing? Like freaking yeah. somersaults around everybody at eight years yeah. old. I mean, tell me about that. What was your journey like? That's what I want to know. Was it worth it? Yeah. What did you love? What did you hate? Yeah, God. yeah, I love the way you're phrasing your questions. And, and uh, I, I mean, just spare all the I did this, did that. Um, I think give you a different perspective. I just chased a dream and uh, and a passion, and mm. I think that's what I'm addicted to or what I'm accustomed to is is not thinking about money or not thinking about um, you know, the reward, I just yeah. think about like what, 
what ignites me and my soul and and um and that that was my soccer career and i don't know i just i you know, again i feel like god gave me this it's like really crazy passion and affinity for this this thing we call a spear right this ball and i just i couldn't couldn't help but not kick it and play every single day so um yeah i mean right place right time i think um you know you create your own luck but i was uh fortunate to kind of be in the right place and have parents that encouraged opportunity and wanted to give me these moments where I could be potentially identified. And, you know, you, you need that in your life. You need, you need to surround yourself with those that really do believe in you. And sometimes, like I said, believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Mm. And, um, you know, my, my dad lied about my birth certificate when I was eight and said <laughs> I was 11. I was playing on an older team and, and I, and I, um, yeah. And anyways, I just, playing in a tournament and was identified and you know the, the scout found out I was even younger and that was even more attractive and oh. so yeah I mean I just I, I traveled um, abroad at a very early age which accelerated my development on and off the field right mm-hmm. so you know being by yourself in a foreign country is a, a, a wonderful experience but also eye-opening and you're going towards like what was it like or soccer or professional um i don't mean like as a as a as a a, i mean i always wanted to play professionally and Mm -hmm. um you know played in college but university of washington yeah you asked me about my my identity yeah 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 yeah, university of washington i um i picked that school because i knew myself and i knew i would party and i would I would uh, I would mess it up if I went to a school where I was distracted. So I mm-hmm. tried to eliminate as many distractions as possible by picking a school that was in a climate that was dark, rainy, cold. Um, was known for not having attractive women, and <laughs> that can be a bad setup. It, it was actually a joke. They would say that the women had longer, uh, like hairier legs than guys, because they would always be wearing sweatpants. They never shed <laughs> legs and stuff. I mean, there was all these different like stigmas about. So you picked you that know, school because of that? Come on. Chavala. No, not 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 that, but just Come in general, on. it was more around, yeah. around the lines of. Uh, I mean, they had one of the best soccer teams in the country at the time. But I went there on my recruiting visit, and it was raining, miserable, cold, wet. So I was like, okay, I need to go here. You so myself. you made that decision. That's a very responsible decision to make. Yeah, wow. uh, I like I said, like I, I was, yeah, yeah. So I um, but you talk about like my um, my identity. I think yeah that. When when I finished playing a few years ago, it I mean it, it was I mean it wasn't Mike Chabala, the professional soccer player. It was professional soccer player Michael Chabala, and it was really challenging for me because out of playing soccer because that's pretty much everything that I've ever done since I was four years old. So, mm. like, what what are what are my hobbies? I don't know, like. I like to, I like to play, you know, I really like yeah. to win. I like to soccer. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, anyway, I, I mean, that's always been my thing. So I could say traveling or, you know, anyways. Uh-oh. Let's get him back on here. All 
right. For those of you waiting on standby who are listening, we are interviewing and talking and have a really neat conversation with Mike Chavala, two-time MLS champion. And here we go. We're going to add him I'm back. In. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. You're I'm back. back. I don't even know where You're I cut good. off. But uh, I, listen, I just, your I would say that. You were saying that you were, um, you'd played it your whole my life. Identity. Yeah. Yeah, my identity as a as an as a human being was always a like I was a professional soccer player, and I think that's what a lot of guys struggle with and girls yeah. for that matter. And what I learned after my transition was that you, know, you gotta you gotta you can't let soccer be the you know I mean obviously it's gonna come it's gonna take up a lot of your time and energy, but you know, being being able to identify who you are outside of you know, that professional reputation, mm -hmm. occupation, I think is really important. And it's easy to just say, I mean, and, you know, people are like, Mike, you know, or like me, but just in general, like photos are like, hey, come to this thing or, you know, hey, I'll hang out because you've got that like status. Yeah. But what's really, what, what's really um, daunting is when that goes away mm. and you no longer have that status, you no longer have that attention. Mm. Well, always I mean I'm gonna say we but like I put so much emphasis on that that when it was pulled away regardless of how um, you know well prepared I thought I was network educated you know save money it would never it would it wouldn't matter because emotionally mentally um, I, you know I had not fully been right with myself and understanding who who Michael Chabala is not mm. like the professional soccer player and that's so, so anyway, deep. Uh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm finding myself in the same situation with Sphere because I don't know, I don't know the difference. I'm also mm -hmm. this is my first time starting a company, and um, it will be the last. Like I don't have any interest of starting another one after it. I um, I say that right now, but I I'm working really hard on loving myself a little bit more and trying to focus on finding time for my for me yeah. and things that I enjoy and being around people. That, um, that don't necessarily talk about sphere or that are working with me or have something to benefit from it. So anyway, that's uh, another conversation. But yeah, it's definitely, it's funny just to see the, the patterns. But mm -hmm. I will also say, you know, success leaves clues and a lot of what I have to go off of as an entrepreneur is what I have, you know, in memory of becoming a professional soccer player. So when you talk about working hard or what gets you up in the morning. Like that's just what I did. Yeah. You know, in high school. Right. So I was like, you okay, well, trained is subconsciously it, in your muscle memory. Yeah. I always, yeah. Yeah. So I look at my entrepreneur career, my soccer career. Similarly, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, where am I? Like right now as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school that looks promising and I'm on the varsity team, but I'm not starting. Hmm. but like I'm about to be a junior and colleges are about to start looking at me. So I still have to go, I still have to get a scholarship. I still have to go through four years of college and then I have to play pro, but just because you get pro doesn't mean you get to stay there. Right. So then I yeah. have 10 years of, so like when I'm thinking about an entrepreneur, like that's 20 years, like that's 10 years. I mean, obviously that's probably not going to be the case. It'll be sooner than that. But I, anyway, that's the way I look at the timeline of, of being an entrepreneur and, and what I'm building and, um, you know, the, the amount of energy and effort and just being humble about where the company is and just making sure that I stay consistent on, on, uh, 
you there? Mike. All right, we got a little snag, but he usually comes back in. He's so awesome because he's giving us this time to have this really in-depth conversation because he's so busy. He travels all over Texas building Sphere. He's the founder of Sphere, and so if you know anything about him, he's a model entrepreneur, a speaker, a philanthropist, and um, and the fact that he even gave us some time to chit-chat and, and get in-depth conversation about what goes on behind the scenes and who Mike Chabala really is is super um, super exciting, number one, and I'm so grateful to him because um, he is humble, and he does always, you know, look out for other people and that's part of the desire that he has. And so let me let him back in. There you are, bud. Okay. So I was just um, speaking a little bit about who you are and, and where you're going and that I'm so thankful because you're being honest and humble yeah. and vulnerable, which is freaking amazing um, to have that perspective. So, um, so you were saying basically that you're trying to stay humble of where the company is and you know, that's your life and you know, you're, you're doing amazing. I mean, honestly, I mean, sphere, you know, is, is pretty amazing and it is what you eat and breathe and, and your entire life right now. But at the same time, I hear what you say is you're trying to find Mike Chabala off the field. And so that, that looks interesting too, just hearing you say, you know, that you're humble and you're finding time for yourself. So Mike, when do you have time for yourself? Like, like seriously, like everything, you're pretty open. You're an open book on Instagram and on Facebook and your life, you know, you're the face of sphere, the founder of sphere. And so it seems like everything's around sphere, but you know, you're finding your identity of who you are outside of sphere, outside of being an MLS two-time champion, outside of soccer being Mike Chabala, right? Is there, is there somebody separate from that or, or are you still finding that guy? Um, Hmm. I mean, I don't, I, what, what I think I, what I, well, there's just no breaks and there's no rest. And I, I mean, there, there is, but I mean, for me, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm looking for those breaks and looking for time to, to, to have moments for myself. But I think creating a company and culture and an environment that I enjoy working in helps me just continue to keep working where I don't even think I'm working because I'm, I enjoy the people I work with. I, I enjoy the things that I'm doing. I get to work out. Um, you know, I get to listen to like really great music. I get to meet new, new people, strangers. I get to travel to new cities, um, you know, and, okay. and see, see new things. So I think that's something that I'm really excited about in the future because you know, I just, I always wanted to keep that locker room alive and, um, phones are dying on me right now. I'll cut out though. One second. <clears throat> All right. You there? Hello? Hello. You got me? I got you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I just think that the uh, that just cr just creating an environment and and place that I enjoy working in is uh, is like my free time. But I don't know. I mean, I 
I'm learning and I'm, I'm learning about being more of a coach than a player and realizing that I can't do everything and delegating and that the goal is to not do more, it's to do less. That's right. And that's crazy for me that to is. think about. That is. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm confident that I'll, I'll be on a golf course or snowboarding or on a beach or with family, you know, friends, you know, doing that in the near future. But yeah, it's hard to find time. And I think the, one of the things that I struggle with is creating structure for myself Mm -hmm. and obviously playing soccer for so long. I almost rebelled against structure because I mean, my whole entire life was always being told what to wear, what to do, you know, how to play positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. And so after I'm done, I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to wear spandex. I'm going to w- play my music loud when I play soccer. I'm, I'm going to show up late. I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yes. And I'm and I'm, and I'm and I'm the boss. So tell me something. But tell And me. I don't mean that in any no. cocky way, but it's just, I was just over it. But what I'm learning is that, you know, it's healthy to have that structure because you need to be organized. But more importantly, you need to have something that, hold yourself accountable because there's nobody else that's holding me accountable besides maybe my investors now Ooh. or my team because they rely on me. But yeah, I mean, I am the boss. So if I'm not, if I don't have action items or if I don't have things that I'm going to get done, then my business stalls because other teammates are waiting for me to get, to get, things accomplished Mm -hmm. so it's just it's working on creating a better structure well you know what what i hear in all of that as i listen to you explain that and i know you're on a timeline here so i don't want to no i got like five minutes okay so um i feel like you can't do what you're doing without having strong leadership skills and and part of being a coach is being able to lead and and pretty much um in in my career and in my circle of influence, leadership basically is influence. And so whether or not we're um, leading from that structure or the non-structure, I feel like you have every everything in you to be a leader. But it's also, I know for a fact that, you know, working in different teams and, and working around executives on and off professional and um, personal life, is that when you do escalate in that status of your business and you've built and you've um, paid the price, right? And you've paved that way. The goal always is to elevate to a place where you have other people that are doing all the other tasks for you, right? Because you're elevating yourself and delegating. And a lot of the times when it's like your baby, like this is your baby, it's kind of hard sometimes to let go of that because you have a way and a function But it's a catch 2020 because if you don't start to delegate, then you begin to run yourself down. Right. And so your team needs you. And as much as Mike wants to be in every city at the same time and do Crystal's podcast and, you know, be Superman. Right. You have to be able to create those boundaries and be like, okay, I need a self-love. Right. Everybody talks about it on Facebook and Instagram and but it is so hard as an entrepreneur to find that time. But I admire you because you're at a point, it sounds like to me, you're being open and honest, but you're also seeing some things like, okay, I love what I do, but at the same time, I have to love me. 
And that will inspire the people around you to respect you and hopefully will send that message to them that they also are valuable. And when they're investing in themselves by coming to Sphere, that it's not just like, you're coming, you're coming. Like, hey, I also value myself too. So I'm gonna delegate this and I'm gonna let y'all <laughs> do this and, you know, give yourself that that time to love yourself and freedom, you know, and yeah. let go. Yeah, I mean, that you just get to get to a point where you gotta realize like, hey, there's only so much that you can do and there's only so many hours in the day. And you kind of look at yourself and say, did I need to spend that last hour on my computer or could I have gotten it done? you know earlier and setting deadlines but at the end of the day i want to be able to see the business um you know in in 30 40 years right so i gotta make sure i take time because i don't want to build this thing for somebody else to enjoy Mm. um i want to make sure that i'm able to to again navigate it i hear you um with that right like i want to i want to i mean like i said like i don't want to create another company because I just want to be a part of this one, right? Yeah. I want to be able to like let other people do better jobs of marketing and merchandising and selling. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what I what I what I want to always ensure though is the the connection aspect of what we really are trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and finding the best way possible to make our world a better place. Amen. So let me ask you um, before you head off. Um, how does faith, how does your faith in the creator, what do you believe does, is your tie into that? Because I heard you say earlier, which to me, I love when people are open about who they are, regardless of what it is and not afraid to share, um, who they are and their identity as far as their faith and whatever that is. And so you said you believe you were created, um, with the higher calling. And so if, if you can elaborate for one more minute on that, and then I'll let you be on your way because you know, the world needs Michael. Nah, I mean, I appreciate you taking some time and even asking me to be on this. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank super- you. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was raised in a wonderful, loving Catholic family. Um, you know, I was rebaptized in a Christian church, um, more so for my girlfriend, but I mean, I think faith is something that I'm constantly not struggling with, but like knowing that it's there and I need to, and that I need to spend time on it and get into the word and get into, and get into him. And, um, you know, I, I just, I believe in God and I, I just have always believed that God doesn't live in four walls that you have to go to church to be present or with him. But, you know, I've never read the Bible like all the way through. I mean, Bible Lit was actually one of my favorite classes in college. It was mm. actually my final, um, my final, my final online class that I took um, while I was playing pro. And I, you know, I, I was really intrigued. Um, but I, you know, sometimes you just feel like there's, you know, you just have this like I don't say intuition, but just this, mm. this feeling that you that you have something else to do, but you can't like think of it or you 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 just you feel kind of like you know heavy or something's on your spirit or mind but like you don't know what it is and i feel every single day that like i obviously have like a very simple clear intention mm-hmm. but i think that and i say this again and again and again because even as a soccer player i just thought i mean one of my greatest strengths is being able to read people to 
to be able to feel an energy or an atmosphere and, and, and to have that perspective because of how many situations, relationships that, what that God has given me. But the other part of it too is the way that I make, make the way I make people feel and like my way of connecting mm-hmm. like on a deeper, 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 deeper level. And, you know, I think right now more than ever, I'm really seeing it as our world is so divided. Once upon a time, I thought, wow, like our world is so disconnected, but now I'm seeing it. We're so divided. Mm. Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, mm. you know, red, blue, like, like I'm now for me, more than anything in the world, I am seeing why Sphere is here and mm. why I want to be the, the reason. That sounds selfish. No, I want to be, not at all. I want to, I don't want to be the reason, but I want to be the, the, the solution to being able to mend and 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 bring people that happiness that joy but that connection and i don't know like you know i'm stumbling because it's it's a great question i i feel like when i was a little kid i wanted to be the president of the united states that, that sounds, <laughs> that's awesome no that's I, actually uh, awesome and and i and i think about it every day and i'm i mean let this be the podcast one one day that comes out that like you know when i run for office but I truly, whether it's that or whether it's just like in such a position of changing the world, like I really, really just truly want to create something that leaves a, leaves a, leaves a footprint mm. to, uh, to curb, you know, the hate that is just taken over what I see from, from every major, you know, corner of the earth. And not, it's not always there, but I just feel like I, it's my, it's my, my part of why I'm here. And I think yeah. when you, and for, like I believe that my my purpose on being on this earth is to connect people. Like that's mm-hmm. what gets me most excited. It's what comes natural. And I was given this gift of soccer and um, this gift of you know being able to connect with people that has given me this platform and given me this business. It's amazing. And so now it's my job to like build this this business, this sphere, you know, and to and to create something that will be able to you know just keep keep moving that will be able to like you know make a make a positive impact and change in the world so i guarantee you you are i guarantee you are and to me just listening to you and i know everybody that's listening to this and will listen to this will get one thing out of what you said and to me that's you have a heart and a desire to help people like that is natural to you and that's what motivates you even though you're doing it based around soccer about what you know and what you love but the heart of that is really connecting people and most people don't do that most people do it for the selfish reasons of making money and all the other things that come along with entrepreneurship but to me it's fascinating one and two it's 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 just inspiring mostly mostly than fascinating is more inspiring to hear you have this vision but also be fulfilled not because you're just playing soccer and doing what you love and staying fit but you are really connecting people and you're bringing a solution to what's going on in the world especially with all the division and stuff which is sad it's it's terrible and i feel like it's always been there's just more amplified because of all the cameras and Everybody has a platform to speak or spew their negativity or their positivity, whatever side it is. But really and truly, people like you who have a desire to make a difference are making that difference. And, you know, people like me who have a heart and passion for women and for people, you know, really connect and add value to their hearts and their souls and stuff. I think that that's where God resides 
whether no matter where it is, but I believe I'm a strong believer in Jesus Christ. I will never not say that. Yes, I cuss up a storm sometimes. And I am that woman that people look at and they're like, yo, you a little too saucy, but, (laughs) but I will not, um, be apologetic about my faith in Christ, but I believe that it is that that is inside you and in people like me that we have that heart and that love for people. And so I think that's amazing. And I love just hearing that about you. And, um, and so with that said, I just want to thank you so much, um, for, for being you, Mike, honest to God. I think anybody that ever encounters you in person can really sense that you are a substantial human being. Um, and you have a lot of experience with teams and leadership and, and being a teammate, but also I feel like your energy that you were talking about really does infiltrate those around you. You j- you really honestly do have that. And I think that it takes one to be around you to really sense that. And I also see that people on and off the field that are part of Sphere are phenomenal. Like you really do. Yeah, you really, really, really are building something. So, yeah, that, that, that right there, I think, um, is what I'm most proud of and the people that are teaming up right now right like is that that are like the group that is assembling it's amazing like it 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 really is and the ones that are really the ones that are really good like they're like they're they're digging in right and um you know we've lost some people along the way but it's you just you continue to keep seeing these communities develop and you you speak and meet these individuals and there's some really really powerful stories that are starting to uh, transpire so yeah it's been it's been a blessing and yeah, uh, this I, conversation too so i congratulate I can do you. For you girl. all right thank you so much i'll give, send you a big virtual wi-fi hug and hopefully once corona's over we can have lunch dinner or something invite you out um, I, I need, I need to be on sphere. I need it to be, be in Manville. We need to start looking at Pearland, not Dallas. Let's, let's get some more Houston spots rolling. Cause you know, a lot of people I'm could re- benefit I'm, from well, it. I would love to, I'll, I'm, we're planning on some more expansion. So we'll, awesome. uh, we'll definitely make that happen. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. Big hugs. Thank you so much. Right, Good all- luck. We'll catch thanks. up later. Okay. God bless. Bye. All right, guys. So that was such an inspiring and wonderful um, conversation, raw conversation um, behind the scenes, really get into the heart of what motivates and inspires and really um, affects um, Mike Chabala, founder of Sphere Club, um, two-time MLS um, cup champion, um, ex-professional MLS player, obviously, and um, he's an entrepreneur and he just wears so many hats. But as you heard him say himself, the fact that he loves connecting people, not him connecting, but mainly getting people to connect and helping their lives change is truly an essence of who this man is. And so I encourage you to go to um, his website, www.sphere.com and see if you can be part of their amazing fitness um group that they have um it's it's all based around soccer you don't have to be a soccer pro to do it but it's such a phenomenal community and they really are impacting people on and off the field 
And so without further ado, um, I also wanted to say thank you so much to our sponsors, Exclusive Furniture. They are really phenomenal. If you're in the market for any type of furniture, I don't care what it is, dining room, living room, anything like that, and you are driving around Houston and you see those big boards, billboards and they say exclusive furniture where the low prices live, let me tell you firsthand, not just as a person who knows them personally, but actually a longtime lifeline lifelong customer of exclusive furniture. Um, they are phenomenal. Their customer service is top notch. And um, the founder and the owner of exclusive furniture has such a story. And um, he has really a love for helping people and employee people. And he's local. He's here in Houston. For you guys that are here in Houston, Texas, I encourage you to look them up as well. Follow them on Instagram and take a stop by one of their stores. They've got phenomenal people waiting to greet you at the door and just welcome you in and um, and help you with your purchasing needs. And so a big thank you to Exclusive Furniture, our sponsors of Release Your Roar podcast. Until next time, guys, be safe, be strong, keep your head up. This was another episode of Release Your Roar. Do you know someone who has a story to share? Connect with Crystal at becomingalioness.org. Send us love and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. This was Release Your Roar.